I think we should start this with funky butt loving. Oh, I was going to start it with rookie of the year, <laughs> which is as old as time. time. <laughs> Baseball in Chicago. He's got his mom's glove and a broken arm. Rookie of the year. We found it eventually. <laughs> Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and see if they were any good or not. I'm DJ. This is Damon. I am Damon. I don't know what to do when you point at me and say, this is Damon. This is Damon. I, I, <laughs> I'm so used to working in a visual meeting, medium, having had my time on Good Morning America. Uh, I watched Strahan in the news and I just feel for him. Yeah. You know, I've been through all of that. Now, Kelly called you, but you were busy to take his place on uh, yeah, live I, exclamation I am, point. I am currently very busy. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> Actually, I don't know this because I haven't seen any money from this. Professional means you spend money, right? <laughs> <laughs> you spend money and you never see anything from the fruits of your labors. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. How you doing, Damon? I'm uh, I'm pretty good. I was just walking out of my office on on route to here uh, when I was walking out the door, and this guy was behind me, and he was on his cell phone. He was walking very close behind me, Ooh. and uh, he just kept responding to whatever the other person on the phone was saying. But he only had one response, which was yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was, like, coming up with jokes in my head. And then he finally started talking more, and he was um, from Africa. So he had an accent. And then I uh, felt bad for making fun of the funny way he said, yeah. Anyway, today we're watching Rookie of the Year. Yeah. One of the baseball. Many, one of the many baseball movies, which we will conflate in this in- introduction. Uh, there's Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield, The Sandlot to a lesser extent. I feel like I, I can figure a- that one out because it's a period piece. And it's a group of like kids. They're not like mixed with m- right. that many adults. Gary Busey's not around. Yeah. I mean, young Gary Busey is in that movie. So let's do a quick quiz and see if you can remember which is which. Okay. I'm going to name the actors and you're going to name the movie. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Gary Busey. Rookie of the Year. Correct. Tony Danza. Angels in the Outfield. Danny Glover. Angels in the Outfield. John Candy. Ooh, Angels in the Outfield. I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> I can't remember if he's in this one that we're about to watch. Danny, or Danny if Canyon from the West Wing. Oh, which guy is he? He's in Little Big League, I'm pretty sure. No, but who is Asterix. that at all? Oh, he's that. You which one is him he? When you see him, I don't know the actor's name. He's the redheaded guy. He always plays like a reporter kind of guy. Oh, does he have the goatee? Yeah, he's got and the he goatee. sort of falls for Alice and Janney in West Wing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is his name? I do know his name. Is it another Busey? No, he's not abusive. I know Get he's not related, he's related to Busey. You can't make everyone abusive, okay? Johnny Busey. You always do this. Catherine Busey. <laughs> I was a baseball player. I Not a very good one. Let me make that Thank clear. you for clarifying. Yeah. I was going to look up what team you had played, what professional <laughs> oh, sports team I'm you sorry. had played for. Were I on the Yankees? <laughs> um, no, so I... Or one of the many other pro ball teams I know of. <laughs> which, which are myriad. <laughs> which I can name, but we're 
running low oh, on we've time, got this so we should just probably keep thing. going. Uh, no, I, I love. I still love baseball. I loved baseball as a kid. I played mm-hmm. it. I was terrible. I was pretty good on the field. I couldn't bat. I would just stand there, which for little league means most of the time you walk because they're little leaguers. Because they hit you in the leg all the time. Yeah, they hit you or just or, walk. Phillips walk. Johansson walk. <laughs> Mueller walk. Uh, that's kind of, if you just stand there and don't swing at it, most of the time you'll get the base because because they'll, they'll hit you. Well, no, most of the time it wasn't hitting you; they would just not get the get strikes. Mm-hmm. If you get four balls, Damon, that's a walk. That means you get the base. That is, I, I will say this in defense of baseball. Do you need and to go through to some shade the Scott song to <laughs> understand? I'm going to throw some shade at football. In that, I'm going to say this about baseball. Baseball is one of the few popular sports uh, games. Uh, that I can basically follow the rules of. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. There are, but then the minute someone's like, well, you see, a down is composed of... I'm like, shut up. I don't care about that. I'll, I can understand baseball. I cannot understand Just football. like anything. You can get super nerdy about it, and you can talk about like sure. strategy and all that kind of stuff. But yes, I'm the sure basic str- rules yeah. of it are pretty straightforward, I think. Hit it. Yeah. Run these things as far as you can. Yeah, if I catch it... You don't get to play. And if I touch you with it or touch it, have my, my, my hand and I touch the little square. You disintegrate. You disintegrate on contact. <laughs> That's why pro ball players going like that. Yeah. You just got to gotta have a deep bench. As I like to say. <laughs> um, so Rookie of the Year was a movie that uh, I think this was my favorite of that group that we just named. Mm-hmm. When we watch it, I may remember differently because I don't think it's the best one now. Like if, as we watch all of these over time, I don't think we're going to watch them all like this week or anything, but, uh, as we watch them all over time, I don't, I don't have any faith that that will hold up, but I did like it because it was, um, the kid was playing baseball, unlike little big league when he's a manager. Right. And who cares about that? No one dreams about owning a baseball team. Yeah. Or managing. Actually. And then, and, uh, angels in the outfield, He's not playing either. He's a fan, right? And then the the angels help the right. angels. He's just the liaison yeah. to the angels. So uh, other than Sandlot, which uh, Sandlot was too like kind of mean for me, like too the, mean. Well, the like the other kids, even though they they had like a grudging respect eventually for the main character, like they were kind of mm-hmm. mean. Like, hey, yeah, get off me, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Are you a screenwriter? Hey, you, get off me. (laughs) Listen. That is, you know what I like about it? Versimilitude. Listen. You write like people talk. They call me the twain of (laughs) teen baseball movies that have yet to be written. Speaking of twain, your wife, when we were outside of this room, we're currently in. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> um, she mentioned also starring Thomas Ian Nicholas, a kid in King Arthur's court, I, which is another baseball, but also time travel-ish movie. I do not know. Coming about I'm, the same time as this. I am 0% familiar with that movie. Never even heard of it. Well, you know, Disney owned Thomas Ian Nicholas, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, <laughs> so he had to do pretty much whatever they said until American Pie came out. So, in this movie, yeah, what's his name? Thomas. Ian. The actor is Thomas Ian Nicholas. Okay. I don't remember the 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 actor the character's name, but he Rookie. is a he's a little leaguer and he doing something. I don't know if he was playing baseball or I think I don't know. There's a dog pile or something. He hurts his arm, and then through some sort of freak healing thing, he has he has his arm in one of those casts where I'm it's already mad at this like, movie. I'm like you're turning mad. right on a bicycle. He, right. That's what his like cast a nerd looks like. would signal on a bicycle. Hey, <laughs> man. Um, 
but when the, when they take the cast off, he has this sort of magical like something in his tendons is super tight. So when he throws a baseball, it goes super fast. You know, in the original script, and this sort of led into them writing it as Angels in the Outfield. In the original script, he had angels in his arm, mm. and Danny Glover walks in. He played the doctor, and he's <laughs> <Jeez>. like, <laughs> he was like, you got an angel in your arm right now. This is going to be the first of many times that Damon is going to attempt a Danny Glover. Even though that Danny is Glover, flawless. Danny Glover is not in this movie. Danny Glover's wife would think that he was in the next. I movie. don't even know if Danny Glover has seen this movie. <laughs> but okay, um, so because he can throw so fast now, and yeah, I don't know if it's immediately accurate or if he trains it to be accurate. But he gets a major league contract. I don't think that's part of the Chicago story. Con- <laughs> Making it accurate, I don't think is part They're of. They're just it. like, oh, fast. Oh, fast works. Because if there's one thing I know about... We want fast! That's <laughs> yeah, the manager that's talking. <laughs> Can he do it fast-like? Um, I have a question. Yeah. I don't have a question. I have a declarative statement. Okay. Um, I remember one of the things that sticks with me is that his arm makes a sound. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Like the girl from the ring. Like it's... Before it like flings <laughs> out the like ball. Is it like the girl from the ring? I don't know. It's maybe the kid from the grudge. I might be mixing up my J horror movies. Mm-hmm. But it does make a sound. Mark yes. my words. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, like a rubber band going back kind of like... I also have seen this movie far often. Now, you may have actually liked this movie. I just saw it by default because yeah. my teachers showed this nonstop when I was in school, along with Angels in the Outfield and The Sandlot. They would play them just like whenever a teacher had a hangover, she just put in a tape, and that's what we were watching for the day. Not to retroactively go after your teachers, but what possible educational value? Oh, none. Oh, none. Absolutely none. I think we had a thing like every six weeks we had like a, yeah, like every six weeks we had, the whole school had like a field day and for, you know, pale kids like myself, we would stay inside (laughs) and watch a movie and it was always like whatever shit-tastic movie was available and it was Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, Sandlot, three movies I've seen at least ten times. Yeah. Not due to any choice on my part. Um, Just being in a room when they're playing. <laughs> I actually, cho- I don't know, I don't remember this ever getting shown. And I know we had like movie days like that, but I don't remember this one ever getting. I would have loved it. I would have oh, been I thrilled. Bet. But uh, the only other thing I really remember, there's two other things. One being that this is the movie that gave us the phrase that swept the nation for oh, right. several years mm-hmm. funky butt loving. Yeah. Because when his arm heals and he accidentally tries to move it and it whips down and he hits the doctor in the nose and uh-huh. the doctor says funky but love and that's what i come to appreciate from disney is bringing up anal sex casually yeah <laughs> yeah when you think about funky but love in, in its literal meaning i guess it means you would have anal sex with someone while you know, someone's on you well, know, some bass. The sunshine band play. <laughs> or or it's George Clinton. Unclean come here. If come you here. You get. Oh, oh, because it's stinky. Funky. Yeah. Maybe someone's gone for a long run, but then they feel amorous afterwards. And then the second thing I remember is the end uh, uh-huh. of the movie. <laughs> Spoiler, by the way. <laughs> they lose the big game. Well, I don't actually remember that, but I do remember. I think they win because I do remember that. Uh, he loses his like he get he falls down or something and he loses his 
superpower. Yeah. And this is really an origin story for a superhero. He finds that his glove that his mom gave him wasn't his dad's. It was actually his mom's. Oh, and they have this weird moment where in a crowd of like 50,000 people, they have a like nod and yeah moment, which is like, how, how does he even know where she is? Right. Exactly. I remember this because he wins on a technicality because he loses his superpower. The angels leave his arm. Angels in the arm field. Angels in the armpit. Uh, he, his angels leave his arm and like he, he like fake throws to the John Cruck looking guy who like is the villain in this movie. Um, and then when the guy swings, Thomasine Nicholas still has the ball in his hand. He's like, gotcha. I don't know how that works. No. No. Uh, no. Uh, I don't think that's the final thing. I think they oh. may do some trick plays. Okay. But the final thing is he does like an underhand softball throw. So he's been throwing these heaters, right. these 99 mile an hour fastballs, and he can't do that anymore. So he just underhands uh, mm-hmm. a softball throw and the guy, you know, like swings like nine times because it's so slow. He can't. Is it like that Bugs Bunny cartoon where yeah, that guy he like, keeps he's doing it. strike three? Um, so that's all I really remember. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to be great. But I, think I think it's, 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 it might be cute. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be cute and forgettable. Yeah. Agreed. But I still am not sure if John Candy is in Angels in the Outfield or this one. Yeah, I don't know either. Because there's a villainous announcer in one of them who's, like, rooting against the team that he's the announcer for. Like, he's so... It might be this one because it's the Cubs. And so he's, like, over it. Could be. But then at the end, like, somehow he gets his comeuppance. At the same time, like, the John Cruck guy gets his comeuppance. Mm -hmm. And then his, like, assistant takes over. And he's like, I'm so happy I can be the announcer you now. And can we give me some fucking credit for knowing who John Cruck is? Yeah, good job. (laughs) Good job. I think you're thinking of Major League when Bob Uecker... No, I know who Bob Uecker is. Mr. Belvedere's dad. Okay. (laughs) Because that happens in in Major League when he starts drinking because the indians are so bad and then i definitely at some point where he the the assistant the wormy assistant guy Uh takes over and he's like foul foul ball (laughs) i'm definitely not no i'm not confusing uh rookie of the year with major league because i know major league i've worked with jake (laughs) and you sir are no major league well done. Thank you. Uh, Lloyd Benson references, everyone. Uh, so we're going to watch Rookie of the Year. You can find it right now, at least, on Amazon and I think iTunes. Um, so watch it with us, and we'll be back in a few minutes. We're back. Yeah. We watched Rookie of the Year, 1993's Daniel Stern's Rookie of the Year. Which is his only movie that he ever directed. Is that true? Yep. Wonder why. Hmm. Now, if you're wondering why we just said yeah, uh, because if you look at the quotes page on IMDb, it's just a long list of, uh, what's the kid's name? Henry. Of Henry just going, yeah, because he does that 28,000 times. Or it'll say, Henry looks around in awe. In wonderment. As the camera circles around him. We have about, uh, we're going to recap the movie here. We've got about 20 minutes of Wrigley Field. 
to start the movie. <laughs> just really just opening day at Wrigley Field. People open and not even interesting in Wrigley Field. Like concession some, stand workers, Copeland desk music plays in the background. Fair for a common man playing while someone opens a box of souvenir jerseys. Yeah, a lot of setup. Uh, and then we go show. We cut to our hero, Henry Hank. Ooh, yeah, um, Rowan Gardner. And he is bad at baseball. Um, But how will he ever be a rookie of a specific time? He plays, his team puts him in right field and he just blows it. He apparently has been playing all season without the ability to keep his hat on straight, (laughs) catch a ball, locate a ball once it's fallen. Or throw it the right was direction. Was it an actual game or was he trying out for the team? Oh, no. It was a game. Okay. Yeah. Because they were in little uniforms yeah. running around. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It was pretty dumb. Um, and then uh, we get a little more set up. Uh, I'm try- <laughs> My notes are very sparse at this point because we were eating Because you dinner. forgot to get them. <laughs> well, we were well, eating tacos, all right? We get the first <laughs> time on his way to the Little League practice. He, yeah. We see his mom throw him a piece of sunscreen. A piece of sunscreen. <laughs> One unit of sunscreen. And um, she floats it to him. And he yeah, and, it, and he, does, he doesn't catch it. And then he goes, and they pull some guy out, and he goes in and plays the other guy. He's in the outfield. and In the game. He's mean. probably yeah. making flower crowns while they're playing baseball. <laughs> and they hit the ball out to him, but he somehow knocks his hat down, as yeah, you said, over his eyes. He hits the and, fence, and so his hat is down over his eyes. He and rather than correcting it, he just throws it he just keeps, over the fence. Well, he looks for the ball, and he can't find it. Then when he finally does, he still can't see because his hat's down over his eyes. Right. So he throws it really hard, but the wrong direction, over the fence. And his friend says, which is actually really interesting once we get to the final game of the movie, his friend says, do you remember what his friend says? Yeah, <laughs> this is one of the few instances oh. he says, "Is that move even legal?" <laughs> Which is an odd that this movie is even concerned with what are the yeah. rules of a baseball. Come in later, um, we get a little bit of um, exposition that uh, his mom is dating the villain of the film, Jack, Boo. who I thought was his name was Chad until I looked it up online. <laughs> I swear he said. Chack, very Chack. Chack. He like said it like that, like uh-huh. Chack. Or Could have been any name. Anyway, I thought it was Chad, but it's Jack. He's a he's like not a stepdad, but he's dating his mom, and he's very terribly dressed. Well, you have all. to keep in mind this is the early '90s, so any step parent is a villain. We're still in the Cinderella phase of America. Where are you sure? If you ever see anyone who is not your biological parent, boo, villain. Are you sure that isn't just from reality? Wow. Wow. I wouldn't know. Although my dad tried to marry a governess once, and she was horrible to me. So me mm. and my twin brother, we tried to do her in at any chance we got. Is that a reference? To Parent trap. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I, we cut to uh, Hank's trying to impress a, a lady. This uh, lady, there's a little bit of awkward. Stress on lady, yes. There's a little bit of awkward ogling. Um, this is the girl from Mighty Ducks. Oh, okay. Or Mighty I don't Ducks remember that movie, but two, sure. One of them. Uh, she's a cute girl that he that clearly Ducks likes him already. Because she's like, they're both staring at each other. Yeah, it's like, a, if this was a limitate, the the uh, post credits would like, the, the graphics guy would have put lightning bolts between their eyes. <laughs> Elimidate. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Rookie of the Year was a fine, it's just a wonderful show. So despite the fact that uh, this lady who, this girl who, who I can't remember her name. Jackie. Crindy. Crindy. Um, he wants to impress 
Kryndy, even though he, I mean, this is actually a pretty realistic that you wouldn't actually talk to this girl that you. Oh yeah, you were like, she's she wants the date. She's giving you the eyes. Just yeah, go and talk. I mean, to like her. they were staring at each other. I mean, there's and there's no other thing you've got. At and that I, age. I thought the best course of action is play the long game. Wait until she has a string of horrible boyfriends, <laughs> and then she realizes that the guy she's she loves has the been whole in time. front of her this whole time. You play the best friend card. Yeah. You tried the pretty in pink, which, by the way, doesn't even work in that movie. Also, that's horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> um, you are perpetuating rape culture. I'm just, I'm a nice guy. You know, why won't these fucking bitches get with these nice guys? That's the attitude of nice guys. <laughs> you killed me. <laughs> we... I insist on not talking about Rookie of the Year. That is now my strategy of this whole thing, is not talking about the movie at all. Okay, so... she. Wait, I want to say one more thing about Crindy. Is that uh, she looks... This is the same thing that we had with years old. Hocus Pocus. She looks 45 years old. Yeah. I mean, I, she looks a lot older than Thomas Nicholas. Yeah. Um, I mean... Girls Which is true. Mature I mean, I guess that's accurate, yeah. but it was still like... And then I got uncomfortable because the chubby best friend of uh, Henry is like, look at her, she's stacked. And then the camera cuts back to her for like a long time, and I'm like, am I supposed to be checking how supposed stacked? To be doing? Am I supposed to be confirming how her stackedness? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's weird. Can we I talk g- about the term stacked for a minute? Sure. That seems like a weird term for to describe a... A woman's breasts stacked. Because when I think of stacked, I think of like blocks being stacked. <laughs> I don't think of a mound of you well, know mammary gland. You can stack uh, 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 construction cones. I also think of like a vertical thing rather than a horizontal thing. You could stack uh, uh, <laughs> traffic cones. <laughs> upside down bowls. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And then sort of lay them on their side so they jut out rather than up. So Henry wants to impress this young lady. And he does so by... Like his his teammates are there. They're like in the quad of their of their elementary school, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, his other teammates, who all despise him, I guess. Um, they're like he's like, hey, oh, Henry, yeah. hey Henry, catch! And he hits a ball up, and Henry's like, oh, man, I'm not okay. And <laughs> he sees uh, the girl, and so he's like, I really got to catch this. And in the or else you'll think me less a man. Yeah, and in the process, he slips on a baseball and falls on his right arm, and now he has superpowers. He's good as... Stri- yeah, that's pretty much the long I mean, and short of it. I'm going to cut through a lot of crap here. He has a cast that's weird, and then... Yeah, the cast is put like an upright formation. Like you're turning right. Yeah, like you're turning right on a ba- ba- uh, bicycle, also known as a base-sickle. Basicle. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a f- kind of semi-humorous montage of him, yeah. like people thinking he's raising his hand in class and other some such nonsense. Yeah. Finally, like within three minutes, he gets the cast off. I guess to assume it's August by now. We get the doctor, and when he's kind of having him stretch his arm, and then uh, he says to move his arm forward, like you would as a pitcher. Mm -hmm. And he hits him on the nose, and we get funky butt loving. And then, of course, immediately, did he just say funky butt loving? To call out how hilarious. That was something that's not the only time that this movie does that, where it's like, I don't know if you caught that, but we just did something funny. I want yeah. you to, I want to point out, you did you catch the funky butt loving? Yeah. It's almost like a, it's like cut for the trailer, like, let's now, just make sure we include this. Damon, this seems to have upset you. Is it because? Of the latent homophobia in yeah. the term funky butt yeah. loving? 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it just seemed also not that funny and definitely not Damon funny the enough. Butt grabber. That's what I'm going to start saying. <laughs> uh, definitely not funny enough to repeat again. I'm like, yeah. I got it. And there's a scene later where um when he's signed to the team or whatever and they're doing a press conference, he walks up to the podium and, you know, he's a, how old is he? 13? Is yeah, that what we're going with? 13, like? something like that. You know, you can barely see him over the podium and I'm like, okay, that's a cute gag. And then this reporter in the crowd goes, "He can barely look over the and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got eyes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, got it. It's a visual medium, so I picked up on it. I mean, some some of that is the the kids' movie nature, I guess. But it, it is a little bit like when you're watching it now, you're like, uh, yeah, wait, that wasn't that funny in the first place. And now you making me, now you've underlined it, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I see it. Listen slash watch it twice. <laughs> Uh, listen to slash watch it. I'm so sorry about that. They're taking um, a valuable time. They could be using explaining the rules of baseball that they use in the last game. <laughs> so as a reward for getting his cast off, his mom buys him and his friends tickets to a, ba- a Cubs game. And I Wrigley. think we get our first. Yeah. <laughs> that, that uh, reaction was actually pretty cute and realistic. They're, no, that's they're, fine. They're, uh, they were very happy to get those tickets. And, uh, during the course of the game, uh, they, uh, there's a home run hit by the opposing team into the crowd. And what you do at Wrigley and most stadiums now, but it's, I think it was Wrigley tradition first. And you, if it's hit by the opposing team, you throw it back onto the field. I don't want so your can nasty. Stay in pl- oh, okay. I don't want your nasty baseball. It's hit by the other team. But Boo. it doesn't stay in play, does it? No, 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 no. Okay. It's just throwing it back, like refusing it. Um, okay. Because normally if it's hit in the stands, you get to keep it, Damon. So... Yeah, I've um, heard about that crap. So Henry, his other his friends are too scared to throw it back because it's on TV. But Henry decides to throw it back with his new. Is that the logic? It just seemed weird. That yeah, they, they were, were just like uh, the George or whatever says. Oh, this is on cable. I'm not going to. It do seems it. like narratively you could have made it a little more concise and just had the fucking kid with the arm thing catch the goddamn ball. Yeah, I don't know why that instead was of the having part- this hot potato moment where I was like, why don't they want to? Yeah. Because girls might be watching. small enough that it doesn't, didn't really bother me. No, I know. I just remember being like, I don't understand why they... Yeah. What's gone? What kid wouldn't want to do that? Right. Um, so Henry throws it with his new superpower, and it goes all the way to the catcher, which is, I think would be pretty uh, impossible. But yeah. still, very, very they name cool. how f- They say how far it is. It's I like didn't 435 catch it. feet yeah. or something. Um, they should have had the little flame but... tracks from Back to the Future behind yeah. the ball, just to let me know, like to really underscore how fast it's going. So the so uh, they cut to the owner's box at some point, and there's uh, like kind of seemingly crazy old man, Uncle Bob, uh, <laughs> who owns the team, right? But his nephew is about to take over. We're supposed to get that, and he's got like a sniveling assistant Boo who kind of disappears yeah. at some point. But he was a very James Spader from Mannequin type guy, but not. F- but not charming or funny or, funny or anything. Yeah. He literally looked like he like was helping the teams in the forties. Like he had slick back hair, circular yeah. glasses, like a zoot suit on. Yeah, I was like, "Who's this guy?" And then he disappeared for the rest of the movie. But the uh, the nephew, who's Fish, they call him Larry Fishman, Mister Fish. Yeah, Mister Fish. Um, they he says, "Give me that whoever that was. I want him because they find out that." The team is essentially insolvent. If they don't sell out every game till the end of the season, they're going to forfeit the team. I'm not sure how that works, but that's fine. And uh, gotta lay, you got to lay down those stakes. Let the audience know what's up. Mr. Fish doesn't want that to happen because he's about to take over the team from his uncle, and so he, right. wouldn't, he wouldn't get that, So, which is fair. Actually, the owner should be more involved in that somehow, like maybe But he's kooky. He's too kooky. Or something. Um, so... 
the Cubs end up signing Henry. They find him eventually, and they, they sign him to sell tickets. And he's a rookie. Maybe he'll be of the year. I mean, that's to be determined. Um, this time, Henry, Henry and his friends come to Wrigley Field again. Like, I guess it's days later, but it seems like the next but day. But again, we get our second, yeah! But they're like looking in awe at Wrigley Field, and they were literally just there. It was almost like there had been a cut scene, like maybe the, in the original draft, like they had found out about his ability somehow else, not yeah. at Wrigley Field. Yeah. But it, they played like the first time they had been to Wrigley Field. I was like, we were just here. <laughs> yeah. Like half a scene. I mean, ago. I know it's, it's different to like come in through the back, I guess, but they still just like showed a big like, shot of the stadium and they were like, wow. It was like that shot in Gladiator when you see the Coliseum for the first time. I'm like, yeah, but we just saw the Coliseum. <laughs> um, so they, they get probably the best bit of the movie, which is. They knock on this door at the back of the stadium, and it's like Wizard of Oz. It's got the big doors, and uh, yeah, like, and well, the that's kid, a horse the, of a different color. Yeah, Come they on have in. the uh, Cubs logo, and it opens. There's it yeah. opens so that the kid guy can, not the kid, the old man can poke his head out from there. And yes, yeah. that was that was a good bit from a different movie. From a different movie, and yeah. by the way, we're maybe at thirty minutes into this movie, and that's yeah. probably the the part that charmed me the most. We do get uh, another bit that goes on throughout the rest of the movie that I found. Somewhat amusing, which is the coach can't get his name right. His name is Rowan Gardner, and he calls him... Pretty phonetically spelled name. Raven Boozer, Rosenbagger, which is my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, Garden Hoser, uh-huh. Runamucker, yeah. and Rowan Gruder. Yeah. Which is not even really different from his actual name, but whatever. Um, and as a person with a difficult last name to say, I found it a little offensive. It was like, it's just, you just say it as it's spelled. Just say it. Zana, As they say it. Zana Plowy. Well, I mean, for Rowan Gartner, like, there's no, like, crazy... There's no X in there to throw anyone off. It's just... just Zam see, see the order those letters are in? Just say it like that. Rowan Gartner. Zack Attack. I don't even want it to... I've had it spelled with a K once. Zantman. Like, like, they replaced the X with a K. Like, they were like, that can't be right. It's probably a mistyped K. Xanadoo-doo poo-poo. I've gotten that one. Good. Just today. Um... We get our everybody's favorite Daniel Stern's character. Oh, for fuck's sake! So essential that Daniel Daniel Stern had to put himself in that role, <laughs> and that's the pitching coach. Uh, was his name? Rim, Didn't catch it. Rim <laughs> Not rim even gonna rim uh, job. Johnny rim job. He's just like this goofy. Yeah. Seed chewing. Uh, yeah, guy. he always has too much, no matter what, something, too much in his mouth of whatever he's chewing on. And it's just like a big gob of shit in his mouth. It's something I found funny when I was a kid. So uh, I definitely remember just... him getting the biggest laughs of the, when I was a kid, but he doesn't really play into the plot almost. He almost, yeah. you almost, if you went back and edited the movie again, you could excise him without much trouble at all. Like, yeah. he's barely in scenes with the rest of the team. Yeah, it's pretty much only him and Henry. Like, and during big games in, the, in the, their first away game that they show in the movie, he gets trapped in between the two doors of an adjoining hotel room. I wonder... And then in the final game of the, the, the movie, he gets locked in whatever that little cage, his little Do you think locker room Dale cage. Stern added in his character later? Mm. Or maybe he was just like, well, I can't be in this huge baseball scene. Because I'm directing. I'm trying to think. I mean, I was going to say that's impossible, but I'm like, there's, I mean, it's certainly possible. But I mean, they have the coach. I mean, I guess the coach, 
the coach like talks to him at some point, but yeah. no one else ever talks to him. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, he is very kind of tacked on. His scenes like. are always with other people, but not like aside from the kid and the coach, like no other main players. Yeah. Interesting. What a piece of shit. And I was just thinking about the first time you see him on the field and he's just like swatting flies. But yeah. it's just him like in a green screen. This is odd. I need to watch this movie and the whole entire movie again. <laughs> but he's definitely one of those characters that's just there to like, like Donnie if Jocko, he was man. added later, it was like, we need to add more laughs to this movie. Yeah. But it's maybe not funny. N- never is it funny to anyone who's over 15. Um, so anyway, he's in there and, uh, Henry gets uh, to go into the game for the first time, of course, happens. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, we've got Chet Stedman, which is uh, Gary Busey's character, the Rocket. Yeah. Um, and he's this grumpy uh, guy who's kind of past his prime, coming mm-hmm. back from shoulder surgery, we learned, so he's not yeah. quite back to his old self. He's pitching really poorly, and uh, they put Henry in in relief. Um, and we get this weird fisheye lens view of the coach who says, Throw the heat. We do get our first time of when he goes out to, uh, you know, relief pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Good job. Thank you. Um, we get the first of many shots of the camera swirling around the wow. Wrigley Stadium and him looking agape at everything, which is fine. I mean, I expect that. But then the second and third time, I was like, yeah, I mean, he. I know that he's the rookie of the year. <laughs> I've been in this theater watching the movie with you. I saw that first time you did it. <laughs> um, and, of course, his first guy that he played is uh, John Crook, bad guy. Yeah, he was almost like a Mike Tyson's punch-out He was. Villain. He was like Soda Popinski. Yeah, he was just like huge, like, what are you doing here? You are way too fit to be a baseball player. <laughs> right. I was like, everyone else was accurate in not only baseball guts, but baseball haircuts, I mm. thought was... He actually... He looked out of place for a nine, like mid mid nineties baseball player, but he looked right at home for like a two thousand and sixteen baseball player. Yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. just a, like a shoulder with a like head. Mark on McGuire it. with <laughs> yeah. yeah, like <laughs> Jose Canseco. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a John Cruck look with a Jose Canseco body. Yeah, that kind of thing, um, which was nineties Jose Canseco. So maybe yeah. yeah. Um, there were those that were taking steroids in the early nineties. <laughs> um, first pitch, home run. John Crook hits it out of the park. Ouch. Can you believe that? Second pitch, he hits the batter. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> second pitch, third you're pitch. You're doing a thing. You're doing like play you're acting. Play. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, the third pitch is a wild pitch, but. What does that mean? The wild pitch means it goes past the catcher. Oh, uh, yeah. Wild. But it's the crazy. catcher goes and gets it and throws the guy out at third that was on base. So it actually worked out. He gets out of the inning. So Yay. even though he only throws three pitches and they're a home run, a hit batsman, and then a wild pitch. But he gets out. So everybody's like, yay. Um, Henry's back It was school. worth it. Putting this child in. <laughs> Henry, Henry goes uh, back to school and he talks to the hottie. Uh, the hottie like talks to him. She's like, yeah. Henry, over here. Come over here. Uh, and you can, they do a, like a little bit of, uh, oh, he's clearly popular now. Everybody's like, hey, Henry, Henry. Right. Um, Although he seemed pretty popular with the ladies earlier. So, yeah. I mean, like, good the job, The one he cared about anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is hanging out with his friends later, and they, uh, he's late to, re- to practice. Rehearsal, I almost said. Just goes to show you what I am, <laughs> what kind of world I'm living in. Um, but he's late to practice, and the coach says, oh, you're going to be fined $500 for that. And he's like, $500? 
That's six years allowance. Which is a buck sixty a we week. We figured out that's one dollar and sixty cents a week. Because he gets his even, allowance from nineteen sixty five. That's pretty low, Mom. <laughs> Come on. Then we get uh Chet Stedman is appointed. Chet Stedman, which is like the most uh, heterosexual man's name I've ever heard in my life. Chet so heterosexual, Stedman. it's almost lapping, it back around. lapping the yeah. corner around again. It's like a Chippendale dancer <laughs> straight. Like, I guess you would be straight. Or like it would be a name for a piece of furniture. Like, oh, well, this is a 1950s a Stedman, a Chet Stedman, in fact. <laughs> um, but he's appointed the new pitching coach, even though there is already a pitching coach. Not sure how this would all work contractually, but whatever. Um, and then, uh, so that he's uh, now Gary Busey's character, Chess Seven, is in charge of kind of like taking him under his wing and teaching him how to pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the team goes on a road trip, and we get a funny line from... Well, we also... I just want to say, well, Chet Stedman talks to... Uh, sort of has a flirtatious moment with uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas's mom, and oh, yeah. he signs the baseball that Thomas Ian Nicholas, that Henry... Sorry, I keep saying the actor's name. Uh, <laughs> that Henry brought to him, and I was like, well, then we tied up all the loose ends. Good yeah. job, Rookie of the Year. Could have pretty much ended the movie there. Yeah. Grudging respect. Once they kill the stepfather. Ooh. It's coming. Don't worry. Can you imagine if they killed him? Yeah. Sometimes in these movies, I just like, you made him into a villain, let's just go all the way. Like, if you're going to make him so villainous, just yeah. like, have him get hit by a bus. Sure. I mean, I feel like sometimes they do, and some like older, like uh, from the 80s kids' movies, you're kind of like, oh my God, that guy just died. You just stabbed Ursula through the stomach with yeah. a fucking ship. <laughs> um, we get a, a funny li- um, line from the friend as they go on a road trip. Let's go back to our dull lives and search for meaning. I did laugh at that. Pretty funny. That kid, um, I think, was in plenty of cereal commercials when I was a kid. I remember his face. We get uh, on the road trip. We get some great more Rigma. That's his character, Daniel Rigma? Stern's character. Rigma. Oh, you looked it up? It. Yeah. Well, I wrote it here, but oh, not earlier. But not. I was like, <laughs> wait, when did you gain this knowledge? Uh, I had a, like a, a paper <laughs> handed to me in the middle of our broadcast. <laughs> Breaking news. This just in. His character was. You're Rig- really bad at research. Rigma seems like an acronym for like a political operation. I don't know. Are we going forward with Rigma? Maybe it's supposed to be rigmarole. Rigma. Ugh, I bet mm. that's probably the thinking involved. Um, and we get probably year. We get a, something stupid on the plane. It's not worth mentioning. And then uh, in the <laughs> it hotel almost room, is because it's so bad. Daniel Stern has a bunch of like fucking slap happy. Knocks his tray over. Yeah. And that's it, really. <laughs> well, it hits someone it the off screen. Yeah. <laughs> off screen who yells, but we never know who it is. It might have been the coach, it might have been someone else. The director of photography is not interested in letting us know. It just makes Rigma go away so that uh rookie of the year can And we have all some... say thank you. Yeah. Um and then there's a scene in the hotel room. Why don't you take this one, oh, Darren? For fuck's sake. <laughs> So, I mean, they're going to a hotel room, and uh, Henry is really excited because he gets his own room. He's so excited. He's like, we get our own rooms. He is, like, in the throes, yes, like, wild throes of puberty. He's very Daniel pubertic. Stern, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Stern comes from the adjoining room uh, and says, Yeah, we do. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and the door from his room uh, closes behind him. You might remember this in a funnier movie where Rick Moranis keeps getting locked out of a room. 
Don't think about that because that's actually funny. This is what we're dealing with right now. So the side, his door closes behind him, and he he uh, knocks on it, you know, to get back in. And because <laughs> <laughs> it's so so what happens is so unfunny that it actually just becomes like this meta like comedy that is. <laughs> So hysterical in its unfunniness. <laughs> so he, so Daniel Stern's character Rigma, um, uh, knocks on the door because he knows the bellhop is still in his room, and the bellhop opens the door and uh, says, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir. There must be something wrong with your door." And then he pauses, like in mid smile, and just hovers there. And Daniel Stern just stares back at him, and there's this weird three-second thing where I'm like, is something supposed to be happening that's not right now? It's like, there's supposed to be a sound effect that didn't go off? And Daniel Stern just sort of cocks his head a little bit towards the camera and goes, what a nice man. (laughs) While the man is still standing there, and then that's it. It was a bizarre. It was a bizarre moment where this man freezes his face, and I'll never understand why the bellhop does that. It's like that that actor was just like, I'm going to make my mark on this fucking movie. Well, it was was almost so ridiculous that I got the feeling like Daniel Stern and that actor were friends, and this is something they do, where they say things in big voices and then smile and pause, (laughs) like the freeze frame of an 80s sitcom right before the credits start rolling. Like some dumb idiot thing that friends do, (laughs) a.k.a. this entire podcast. (laughs) We think we're hilarious. So that feeling you feel when you're listening to this podcast, that's what I felt (laughs) when I was watching it. Um, so after that, um, we get, go to a game where they're away and they, um, they want Henry to pitch more than one inning, which means he has to bat. Um, now Daniel Stern's at this game, right? I don't remember that. You know, he's, he's not in, at this game. He's in batting practice. No, because he's at the hotel and he gets oh, trapped between right. the two adjoining doors. Right. So he's not even at the game. Yeah, that is weird. We have to watch this whole it's movie like, again. It's like when you watch Clue for the first time, and they explain all the murders at the end, and you realize that characters, certain characters were missing yeah. when, they were spo- when they were committing murders. Like so fight. when you watch it again, you're like, Mrs. Peacock isn't in this scene at all. Do you think this is like Fight Club? Are Henry and Rigma the same? <gasps> and they, at the end, like Henry's like, well, I learned it all from your pitching coach. And they're like, we don't have a pitching coach. <gasps> And then he was like, he was an angel the whole time. And then they're like, okay, Henry, you're up to bat. And then he's terrified. And the coach says, well, he's got to learn sometime. And then I wrote really large in my notes. How about during fucking practice? <laughs> yeah, there's this you have game, every day. This, and he, he seems to have not done anything, like right. learn how to pitch or bat or run right, bases. Right, the first game he never pitched anywhere except in that large game. Large game. And then uh, he never bats it. except in this large game yeah not one of the small games this is one of the big games um but luckily he's very small compared to the other players and so he has no strike zone so he just walks and then oh, right. he's got a little gamesmanship on the bases he oh, does a little yeah. nanny nanny boo boo oh, too many times for my own entertainment it went on for a long time and i but guess it was effective he he steals bases and then he uh uh the next batter up uh, gets hit by a pitch and so he's on the base and then uh the next batter 
gets a single and then he's running first he's just staring in awe and then he's also running like a 12 year old would and so the guy's like right behind him which is right. pretty pretty amusing i kind of wanted the person to pick him up and just carry him with him while he's running to the home base i wonder if that would be illegal does it matter in this movie no um they get uh they get on a win streak uh, Henry's got endorsements coming in. Um, he does a pretty good, like, uh, very dated Pepsi commercial where... Yeah, the Diet um, Pepsi. Uh-huh. Diet the Ray Pepsi. Charles era. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just singing along to Ray Charles' music, but... And we get... Um, and the women in the video are undressing him, which I also... They took off his tie. Let's but not it was get... But like, it was still this weird implication of, yeah. like, we're gonna fuck this kid now. <laughs> and then... Uh, at one point, Henry is trying to pimp out his ma with uh, with Gary Busey. They're in a limo, and he puts on like soft uh, romantic Sinatra, and mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. But um, he doesn't like his the other guy, the stepdad, Jack, which is yeah. clearly a villain. So, boo and hiss. Um, He's almost as bad as Val from the Birdcage. We get a kind of funny moment when they're at some party somewhere, like at a club, and right. more rigma trying to take. Henry oh, under his wing, and he's like, "Everything's free." And then you see two ladies, and they, and then he goes up to him and says, "Excuse me, ladies." And they're like, "Yeah." And then they just kind of look at him, and they're like, "Oh, we're about to talk to the." And then he goes, "Excuse me," and they're standing in front of a pinball machine. Ha! Ah. Rigma, classic Rigma. They wanted to play pinball. Uh, and then we also see that uh, Chet Stedman is uh, dancing with M- Mrs. Henry. Yes. Very close when they're dancing cheek to cheek. And then we've got and the v- <laughs> Jack in the background creepily watching. Yeah, just but he's also sitting like, at a bar holding a drink and just... Jutting out his lower jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very... Um, Muppet-like. Very Muppet-like and glaring at them to yeah. the point where I'm like, you would notice that this person's glaring at them. And also he kind of has a point. You are dancing with his... Girlfriend? Yeah. Douchebag or no douchebag, he didn't really set any, like, we're not dating anymore, or, like, she didn't... It's but they weird. are still dating. They I mean, are, we yeah. are, yeah. And um, at this point, uh, Fish comes up, Mr. Fish comes up to Jack, the jilted, almost ex-boyfriend, and uh, who's his volunteer to be Henry's manager. I don't know if we mentioned that. So he's kind of signed all these deals for him mm-hmm. without his mother's consent, really, which is not... No, I think he has been getting her consent okay, okay. for these things. Okay, so, but at this point, uh, Fish says we've sold, we've sold, we're selling him to the Yankees. If you sign, get if you get married to sign this contract mm-hmm. for twenty five million dollars, which we realized is uh, really stupid because the whole reason they started this whole thing was because the team was insolvent. The team was insolvent and needed to sell out, which they wouldn't do anymore if they traded this guy away. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting another player. They're just taking just the money. money. Just $25 million is really weird, which would go to Henry. Right. They, they might get, get some money. cash considerations, but, or maybe they would and they'd pick up his contract. Well, the movie doesn't know. make that clear. It was yeah. a weird, like, villainy for villainy's sake. Yeah. It didn't really make any sense because the whole thing that got this ball in motion was that they needed something to sell to. It was anyway. one of those moments where it does not advance the plot. It only serves... I would say that this is nitpicking. Or it only except, serves serves the plot. It does not make any sense yeah, for the characters to do that. I would, I would say that this is nitpicking, but it actually did make me go like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why get rid of this person? That's your yeah. meal ticket. So anyway, uh, Jack's like, I'll do it, because he's going to get $2.5 million out of the deal. Um while he like ties a woman to a train track in that scene, which I thought was weird. 
Yeah. And he step kept curling his mustache, <laughs> rubbing his hands and right. Um, he had a cape that he kept like pulling in front of the lower half of his face <laughs> during the diet Pepsi commercial. He's skipping out on time with his friends. So oh, they're really yeah. mad. George is really mad, especially that'll come into play later. I was waiting for that to start like be played up in the, cause that always happens in these type of movies yeah. where a kid gets his dreams and then his friends feel jilted, but they didn't play it up until like this scene. And then it's over after this scene. Like that's it. It's all almost entirely confined to this. Scene. There's two scenes. There's one where he like comes and he's mad and he, they fight. And then right. And then the next go. scene where it's like, it's all cool. Well, he comes back. He skips out on right. a photo shoot to go hang out with his friends. And then they're like, well, you coming or what? So it, it's the yeah scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get to that, uh, Jack tricks Mary into signing the contract yeah. by just saying it's his contract. And I was like, well then didn't she sign it weeks ago? Yeah. But, uh, he says it's her, uh, his contract and Mary, you know, I don't want a victim blame here, but she should have fucking read the contract. Yeah. Always read things, especially concerning your 12 year old son, especially when it probably in the first line, it says I, the undersigned, Hank Baumgartner, Rowan Gartner. Nice. See, not so easy See, now. You're it? right. It is the most difficult name to say. Uh, and then the New York Metropolitans Baseball Club Yankees. would probably be the other one. Oh, was it the Yankees? Yeah. Um, the uh, Fish has a meeting with Stedman because I guess he's acting on behalf of Jack to like get him away from Henry's dad, but. And why is he? Why does he give a shit? But it's also he's been playing kind of poorly. So right. I mean that makes sense. But he does portray it to Jack like we can get him out of here, out of the picture too. Because yeah. Jack like makes that contention on he's like, can you get rid of Stedman or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's weird. I was so, like, that's not how anything works. So Fish says he's going to bench him for the rest of the season, and then he's going to be cut in the off season. So mm-hmm. he's he's sad. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Jack goes full villain when Henry skips his photo shoot. And because uh, he wants to go hang with his friends, and uh, Jack says, uh, just start saying bad shit about his dad, about Henry's dad, about how he was just some guy, and your mom doesn't even know who he was, and and then Mary hears all this while she's and, upstairs. She comes coming down the stairs, and he's like, "I thought you were in the shower." And she's like, "How dare you say that stuff to him?" Punches him like, in the face. Well, I do want to point. He like starts like doing the like the villainous. Oh, yeah. Like he gets louder and he starts like pointing to the sky. I am the manager. Like he's fucking Iago or something. Like yeah, he's it was weird. His schemes are all falling apart. Um. So she punches him and kicks him out, and, and then they have a little, you know, you know, your father was, and he's like, "Mom, I know." And blah blah blah. Um, we have get, we mentioned that he he his father was a pitcher, not a belly no. pitcher, and no. that um, that's his sort of thing. Like he thinks it's like, oh yeah, my dad was a pitcher during his first press conference. Yeah. He mentions that, and they're like, for what team? He's like, uh, I don't know. Mm. I'm like, it seems odd that you wouldn't know, but okay. Um, then we get the boat ride where he makes up with his friends, and then they go pick up chicks. They go pick up their their crushes. <laughs> Christ! And uh, they the girls are all like just on a beach, and they pick right. them up in this boat that is clearly not. They've been safe. building a boat for the whole yeah. movie. Like that's yeah. their little kid project, right? And they take it out on the lake, and the engine, the smoking motor the is just time. smoking. I'm like, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, one kid's like enveloped entirely in smoke, but the movie doesn't seem to mind. Yeah, but I'm like, two kids but that in the poor back kid are dying of carbon monoxide. And please. that scene is only five minutes of them just fist pumping the air and going, yeah! yeah. 
Yeah. No, they yeah. do stick their tongue out at each other. That's true. That's just verisimilitude with just how kids act. Having fun. Then they pick up the girls that they like, the three appointed girls. Yeah. And then they, yeah, some more. And then they sort of. <laughs> um, after that, uh, Henry has kind of decided he doesn't want to play next season. He wants to be a kid again. And uh, he tells um, Uncle Bob, the actual owner of the Cubs, he, yeah. he tells him about the Yankees deal. And then Uncle Bob is like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear some shit up. Did that seem weird to you? That It just felt kind of – I understand like they got rid of Jack, but it seemed kind of abrupt that they're like, I never want to play baseball again. It just seemed – he, it could have been a little bit more telegraphed in terms of like his thought process, but mm-hmm. it made sense to me because it was like having fun yeah. being a kid and kind of not that having that much fun anymore. Right when he realizes like how shitty it could be, you could just be traded at any moment and all this kind of crazy stuff. So, um, but we get the kind of trope. It's kind of a kid movie trope where the kind of seemingly aloof per old man is actually sharp and knows yeah. what's going on. Although his team had been insolvent and he was about to lose it. So I don't know how <laughs> sharp And there he was. is a weird moment again where uh you know he's like, why don't you get down and get your scrubs on or whatever they would say to a baseball player. I got some business to attend to here. Yeah. And he turns to Fish and Fish is Wimpers. literally whimpering. Yeah. It's weird. Um so the coach puts Chet back in the game and uh he's Throwing rockets. He's back mm-hmm. to his old self, but then he tears something in his arm. Right. But he wants one more. Give me one more. Which and I didn't understand get... why he wanted one more when he obviously is in horrible pain. Yeah. And he can't do his job anymore. Right. Um, and then we also get my favorite, which is the guitar squeals of pain. Yeah. Every time he, he winces, the, the guitar like Steve Vai like walks in just for that <laughs> session. Um, and I don't know if I missed it, but is there a reason like he's he wants one more? Is it tied and they're about to go into uh, yeah, overtime yeah, yeah. He, or something? No, it's not. Is there it's not extra innings? But it would be, um, it's the sixth inning. So if he gets this, then it's kind of normal relief pitcher territory. So it's kind of like not something that you would know just by watching this game, but. Typically, like, five or six innings are, like, a good starting pitcher will get you that far. That's deep into the game. Yeah. And then your your bench takes over. Usually, it's not just one other pitcher. This game is basically just <laughs> Chet and Henry, uh-huh. even though they showed other pitchers once, that nobody else pitches in any of the games. Um, but that means you can have somebody come in for the seventh, another pitcher come in for the eighth, and you've got a bunch of, like, yeah. ready pitchers with fresh arms. Like I got the feeling that there was some reason that I was missing as a non-baseball fanatic, but it also seemed weird. I mean, this movie seems to too, bounce like, back and forth between, yeah. like, here's some knowledge of baseball we know, and here's some stuff that nah, is probably illegal in a game. Yeah. Well, Chet does get that guy out, so we've got Henry coming in for the last three innings, which is a... A lot of pitching for this 12-year-old, but mm-hmm. um, he knocks through the first two innings, and so now we're in the last inning of the game, and on the way back out, he slips on the ball and... Just like earlier in the film, bookend. He loses his arm strength. His tendonitis is gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so instead... His we, super tendonitis. And basically what we do is we cheat for the rest of the game. Yeah. So he... It's okay. It's just for the division, so it's fine. He realizes that he can't pitch, and so he walks the first guy uh, intentionally, which is really confusing to everybody because they're like, just throw fast. Um, which is a strategy that is screamed by yes. Chet Stedman. Throw, throw hard! And I'm like, thank you. Win good! And then uh, Henry calls the entire team in, and they have this like, oh, blah, blah, peanut butter, peanut butter kind of meaning. <laughs> 
and right. they do the hit, the old hidden ball trick, aka not legal, uh, where, <laughs> aka cheating, uh, where the first baseman actually has the ball, but uh, Henry pretends like he has it, and so the guy that was on base. But it turns out it's just his rosin bag. Is that a term? Yeah, yeah. Good job, rosin bagger. Uh, and then uh, sure, guy from Scrubs tags him out, aka yeah. the first baseman. Um, and then okay, so now there's one away. We only got two more outs left. The I'm second sure it's guy. Just, he intentionally oh. walks him again. Yeah. And then he does what is called a balk in baseball, where he, he keeps <laughs> dropping the ball, trying to tempt the guy to run, which is a balk every time, which a balk means that that runner would get the next base. So, yeah, not legal, but whatever. Um, and he teases the guy enough that the guy tries yeah, he to starts he like, calling him a chicken. Yeah, and he tries to get him to run. So he fakes to throw it up in the air just to tempt the guy. And the guy runs to second, and he beats him there, and he's out. So two away. We've only got one guy left. And the third guy is probably just some nameless guy? No. It's oh, John no, what? Cruck. Soda Popinski. Yeah. Left fielder. So, and this is a, this was a weird scene. When he comes up to bat, you they show a close-up of his hands on the bat, and yeah. he like starts you know twisting them around, and you see sawdust coming out. I think that's uh, like oh, rosin. Oh, it looked like the color of the bat. Yeah. Well, it might have been. Um, it was just a weird moment. Yeah. And he's like grimacing and Grrr. screaming and saying like, he keeps saying like trash talk, but it's all like PG trash right. talk. So it's like, where's your mom in the stands? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, she's in section G, I guess. I mean, Grrr. so Henry gets him um, with just his regular pitches. He's the, the catcher's like, man, just, just pitch it because he won't be able to hit it because it's basically a change up because he's pitching so slow. He's got his normal mm-hmm. 12 yard arm, 12 year old arm back. 12, so, 12 yarm, 12 yarm, yarm, yarm. And, uh, he, Kruk misses the first two, but then the, uh, third one cranks it out of the stands. Oh, it goes foul. Um, so lucky them, I guess. Oh, and two, it's, he's got two strikes on him. And then we have, Great moment with him and his mom because he this was looks weird. inside his glove and the piece of tape falls off and it says Mary in it. It was his mom that was the pitcher, Damon. What the fuck was that? That his pissed mom, me off more than funky butt loving, I will have to say. His mom was the pitcher, Damon. Why did she lie? His mom <laughs> was the pitcher. <laughs> it's not like they live under Sharia law. Like she can't admit that she played baseball as she a child. She just wanted him to have a male role model. A bedicked person who played baseball in his history. <laughs> he somehow has a conversation with his mom, even though she's in a stance. <laughs> like <laughs> right. tens of thousands of people. In a major league arena. And she's like, float it. And so he's like, okay. So he pitches it underhand, which is legal, mm-hmm. ill-advised, but legal. And then... Yeah, you checked on that. I did. Uh, and the guy can't hit it. It's too slow or too high or whatever. So uh, And it's ill-advised win. because it's slow. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't be in their strike game. zone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so they win the game and they win the pennant, which means they win the division. Um, so we don't really know. John Kruk falls to the ground and starts pounding the ground like yes. a baby. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't like have an overlay come over of like Go-go. diapers and like a bonnet while he like pounds the it's ground very Bugs Bunny. just to complete the Bugs Bunny transition. Yeah. We get the, uh, the, they win the game, they win the pennant and then it kind of fades to a little league game where right. Henry catches a baseball in right field 
And then oh, they're celebrating, and then he says, yeah, at the end, and he punches into the air, and he's got a World Series ring. So they did win the World Series. That shot was so weird until you realized what was happening. Yeah. Because it was just like, he was just surrounded by all these kids, and they're hugging, and then all of a sudden, it's a close-up of his face, and he's looking directly into the camera, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> and then, ring! And I was like, but you power. didn't even play in that game. Like, it was very odd. Didn't you think it was odd that they just didn't... Why'd they end with the division game? Like, why not... Just set the last game at the World Series. Why does it matter? I don't know. I guess... Like, why skip that game? I don't know. Just makes the stakes higher? Like, why the fuck are you being weird about it? (laughs) Because then I guess they wouldn't play the Mets? Is that the idea? I guess they didn't have... Yeah, I guess they didn't have the, like, more story to tell. and They didn't want to do two rounds of playoffs well just don't show that game and just make it the world like who cares yeah it just seemed weird to be like we're gonna make this real this part's gonna be real they wouldn't be playing the mets in the world series it doesn't make any sense anyway he throws the ball on the ground a few times to trick people into running (laughs) so that's rookie of the year that is it he was the he was the rookie of the year yeah i guess must have been. I mean, the titles. I mean, you got a 12-year-old pitch in baseball. You got to give it to him, right? Come on. You're the rookie of the year. Get up here. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, this was... I want to give it a little credit, but it was pretty bad. It wasn't very... I mean, it was mediocre, but it was on the bad side of mediocre. It yeah. wasn't that funny. The Daniel Stern shit was really annoying. Yeah. Tonally, I felt like it was... I don't want to say it was off because it, it was sort of silly. The I mean, the premise is ridiculous. Everything is sort of silly, but like there were like moments that went so cartoony where I was like, "Wait, is this how this world works? Is yeah. this a thing?" Um, but yeah, it was it was bad, but not horrible. But it was pretty bad. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, it felt like it was poorly made. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways. like I see why this is Daniel Stern's only mo- movie he directed. Yeah, it just... I agree that it wasn't like... It wasn't a tragedy. It wasn't like, this is just... I want to kill myself. It this wasn't a fiasco. Yeah. But it was just kind of... It seemed a little am- amateurish. Like, even... even like I'm granting that it's a kid's movie, and there's going to be some broad comedy and sure. some, like... To its credit, no farts that I noticed. Yeah, that's true. Good job, Rookie of the Year. Good job. And let me say this, though. You know, we make fun of Daniel Stern's kind of shoehorned character. Mm -hmm. But take him and his quote-unquote big giant quotes in the air comic relief out of it. And how many laughs do you have left? I mean... Laughs, like... L-A-F-F-S. Intended laughs, at least, (laughs) if not real laughs. Uh, I mean, I never laughed at Daniel Stern's character, so I would still have the exact same amount of laughs (laughs) that I had. true. Good point. Okay. Uh, I mean, there were a few cute moments that I... I mean, actually, cute is a strong word. There were a few moments where I was like... (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) So, my inner child was an idiot. I don't know about yours. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess my inner child was... More of an idiot than I am now. My, as a kid, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it as a kid. Yeah. So sure, I don't. I I would have said before we watched this, like if you have a little kid that's maybe especially into baseball, you no. would be like, "Yeah, oh, let's watch this movie together." Now you should I'm teach them the sure. rules of the game of baseball. It makes me want to watch the other movies we were talking about. I kind of do want to watch Angels in the Outfield because I, I do have a thing for that and Little Big League. And I can watch that thing. The Sandlot. Jason Robards in Little Big League. He plays the kid, the the grandfather that oh, gives okay. him the twins. Well, 
we managed to fill a lot of time for not having much to say about this movie. But mostly it was about the term stacked and uh, that uh, part where I couldn't stop laughing at that horrible scene, which I kind of want to watch again just for its sheer audacity. Um, what do you think, everybody? Why don't you email us at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can check out our website, your inner child is an idiot.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter at, at Y-I-C-I-A-I. Damon's on Twitter at Damon Xanth, X-A-N-T-H. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter at DJ Phillips. Mm-hmm. You can find Damon's comic, <laughs> Drewford, at DrewfordComic.com. You can find my music on DJPhillips.com. Um, you don't really need to go there. Just Google our names if you have to. Rookie of the Year. Yeah! Yeah!